Hello, I'm Laura Ellsworth, welcoming you to Prairie Doc Radio. This is a program of the Healing Words Foundation, a 501c3 founded by Rick and Joni Holm. We are here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. With us today is Dr. Andrew Ellsworth, ready to answer our medical questions. Dr. Ellsworth's specialty is family medicine. He works with the Avera Medical Group, Brookings, and volunteers as part of the Prairie Doc team of physicians. Good morning, Dr. Ellsworth. Good morning, Laura. And we also have medical student Matt Billion joining us today. Thanks for being here, Matt. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. This is your second time already. Yeah, I'm a regular by now, I guess. Yeah, we don't usually get the med students on twice, so he's (laughs) a pro now. This is great. Matt, tell us about yourself. Yeah, I was uh, born and raised in Sioux Falls. um, and I went to college in Minnesota at St. John's University, and I'm a Currently a second year at uh, USD Medical School, so excellent. Learning a lot these days. Yeah, excellent. Very good. What? We, we won't hold the USD thing against you. Well, of course, uh, I went there too. But if you go to medical school anywhere else in South Dakota, I'd question your credentials. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm a Jack Rabbit fan, so uh, yeah, we got a big go week. Jacks. Uh, Summit League tournament coming up, coming up right? right? Yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, Matt, I always find it interesting. What what made you interested in medicine and to pursue this career? Um, you know, at an early age, uh, I'd have to attribute it to my grandfather because growing up, if anyone had any ailments, we'd go over to his house and, you know, he'd test us out and he'd say, does it hurt when you do this? And we'd say yes, and then he would go, well, stop doing that, (laughs) (laughs) stuff like that. And, you know, I was just always attracted to the, you know, the cliche of helping people. But, you know, it really strikes a chord, and, you know, I'm passionate about it, and I enjoy learning and the science aspect of everything, so... That's that's my answer, I'd say. Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Well, happy to have you here. Happy you get to spend is it a m- about a month here in Brookings rotating around and uh, seeing what medicine's like in family practice, right? Yep. Yeah, that's great. Excellent. Well, we'll be going to our first break shortly. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio today on KBRK and on our podcast. We would love to answer your medical questions. So give us a call at 605 605- 692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Lung cancer is the leading cause of cancer death in the United States. Cigarette smoking is the number one cause of lung cancer, but it can also be caused by other forms of tobacco like t- pipes and cigars are breathing secondhand smoke or being exposed to asbestos or radon. We also are concerned with people who have a family history of lung cancer. Lung cancer symptoms may include coughing that gets worse and doesn't go away, chest pain, shortness of breath, wheezing, and coughing up blood. Other illnesses that can cause these, these symptoms should be investigated as well. If you have any symptoms, talk to your doctor. For help to quit smoking, call 1-800-QUIT-NOW or visit cdc.gov slash quit. 
Your provider at the Avera Medical Group is a good resource to discuss lung symptoms. Call 697-9500 for an appointment. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here, as well as medical student Matt Billion. We're here to answer your medical questions, so give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. This week on our Prairie Doc programming, we're kind of revisiting the uh, a program we did earlier this year on men's health and really focusing on urology type of topics. Uh, as Bob was mentioning earlier, we had an essay this week uh, in the paper, a throwback to Dr. Holmes. So good to read his words in the paper this week uh, as he talked about those topics as well. Uh, but Dr. Ellsworth, let's talk about, or, or Matt, um, what can cause blood in the urine? Maybe we'll start with Matt. What would be some causes that we might, that especially men, let's focus on men for now, um, would perhaps see blood in the urine? Yeah, well, when I think of blood in the urine, I you know, try to envision the urinary tract starting with your kidneys and then going down the ureters into the bladder and then out the urethra. But so if there's anything that... Know, is damaged throughout that track, whether it be um, you know, a lesion or a cut of some sorts or cancer even can cause it. But also um, something with your prostate can also uh, cause blood in the urine, whether it's uh, benign prostatic hyperplasia, which is a very common diagnosis in, in men over the age of 60. But uh, yeah, any pathology is what we call it can can really cause blood in the urine, whether it's microscopic or gross hematuria is what you call it when there's larger amounts of it. All right. And so if a man is seeing this or experiencing this, what is it urgent to get in? Um, do you recommend they get in? Yeah, it definitely. Especially if you're noticing blood in the urine, you should get that checked out. Um, to, Like you said, you know, it could be cancer, could be an infection, could be kidney stones too. Uh, As he said, you know, if there's a stone rattling around in there, that can cause some uh, damage to the the lining and and cause that to bleed some. But uh, so definitely not something to ignore if you notice some blood in the urine to to get that checked out. Okay, sounds good. I've been hearing about friends having some kidney stone issues recently. Let's talk a little bit about those kidney stones and how are those treated? Yeah, the um, it's it, it, thankfully they've come a long ways back in the olden days when uh, they'd maybe even have to well either wait it out and just hope it passes uh-huh. uh, and push in the fluids. Um, and sometimes we can do a medication to uh, that we often use to help shrink the prostate or help you pee more effectively for men um, can help relax those muscles to help pass a stone easier. Um, but if the stone's too large to pass on its own, um, now whereas we used to have to maybe do surgery and go in and take it out, now we can do um, like a shockwave lithotripsy uh, where it, it sends some shockwaves to help break up the stone. And then you can still pass them on your own. Sometimes they'll often have to put in a little stent to open up that area for it to pass through uh, in the in the in the two from the kidney to the ureter to the bladder, um, and uh, 
the uh, and so then that stent may stay in for a little while and until uh, the stone is passed and then they'll take it out later. Mm -hmm. um, but um, anyone who's had kidney stones that were painful can tell you it's uh, <laughs> nice to get them taken care of. That taken care of. Glad now we this shockwave treatment you were mentioning is that just something I'm picturing like you know like an ultrasound type? Is it just something that's on the external that you just put over the area or how does that work? And uh, and I don't think you've had your urology rotation yet. Uh, nope, right? I have, I've never seen this procedure before. Yeah, and, so. and actually, it, it's uh, I don't recall much about it myself. Okay. Um, I I think they it may have to be in some fluid, and it it is oh, okay. just like a ultrasound type thing mm -hmm. that sends these these shock waves. So. Okay, so some good yeah. options now. Yeah. So yeah. Matt, what might be some of the causes of a kidney stone? Yeah. So there's actually a bunch of different types of kidney stones, um, you know, calcium oxalate for one or ammonium struvite, but causes of it are imbalances in your diet um, or a, a lot of medications can provoke kidney stones and even infection. You know, you get a certain organism caught up in your urinary tract and they like to create stones and cause problems that way. Okay. Is it common if you've had a kidney stone issue that it's recurring or not necessarily? Uh, yeah, they, if, you, if, you're, if you've had kidney stones, you may be prone to getting okay. more so. And, and sometimes there's no reason. You might just genetically be predisposed or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah, this could be something in your diet, could be a medication. Also, um, sometimes it's a, a hormone issue. Um, uh, if, if someone has some hormone uh, imbalances or hypoparathyroidism or something like that, where the, where the, the, the hormones that help regulate your calcium uh, are off, then you could have increased calcium, and then that calcium starts to build up mm -hmm. in, in stones. Um, so, you know, sometimes it is worth, uh, if you've had them, looking to the reasons and having the, the it analyzed what type of stone it is, what do I need to do? Do I need to cut down on pop? Do I need to uh, quit taking a calcium supplement? Do I need to uh, change some medications or, or what? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, it's time for us to go to our next break and we'll give our listeners an opportunity to call in with your questions. We thank you for listening to Prairie Doc Radio on KBRK and on our podcast. Call us now at 605 692 1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address. 605-692-1430. Our programs are available as podcasts. Just look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Did you know that breast cancer death rates have declined 40% from 1989 to 2016 among women? The progress is attributed to the improvement in early detection. Breast cancer is most common in women, but can also be found in men. Anyone who notices changes in the breasts, such as skin texture, tenderness, lumps, or discharge, should be examined by their provider. Women are encouraged to have a mammogram every one to two years, starting at age 40. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Please talk with your provider about your breast health and other health concerns by calling the Avera Medical Group Brookings at 605-697-9500. 
Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth and medical student Matt Billion are here to answer our medical questions. Give us a call at 605-692-1430. 605-692-1430. And people can ask anything too. Absolutely. Any questions? <laughs> yep. We're happy to take them. 605 692 1430. Before the break, we were talking about some of the causes of blood in the urine, and then we also talked some about kidney stones. Uh, Matt, what might be going on if you find that you have to, if a man finds that they have to urinate more frequently? Um, You know, that brings us back around uh, to the prostate. Uh, So where it's located, it kind of sits right under the bladder. And as you get older, the prostate gets bigger and your your bladder has more trouble draining so if you're peeing more frequently there's most likely a drainage problem that could likely stem from from your prostate but other other reasons uh, could be a urinary tract infection usually you'll have a little more pain associated uh, with those symptoms but those are the two that come to mind I don't know if Dr. Ellsworth has anything to add? Yeah, sometimes it can even just be in something irritating the bladder, um, which can be triggered by foods or caffeine or uh, probably some medications. Um, the um, <clears throat> and sometimes it's a habit too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but uh, worth getting getting it checked out. Um, the the enlarged prostate and urinary tract infections can go hand in hand too because if your prostate's enlarged and you're not a- able to empty your bladder completely, then that urine can sit there and then can get infected mm-hmm. that way for men. Um, many times I say any problems with urination and and men might say, no, I go all the time, it's fine. Well, then maybe there is, you know, an issue where where it's not <laughs> emptying completely. Sure. And so that's why you feel like you have to go because you're not not emptying it, and that balloon fills up again, and then you got to go again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it would also help not to drink at bedtime, of course. Sure. As I was revisiting your television program um, on urology, uh, it became more clear to me how important it is really to address those issues. Um, sooner rather than later. Maybe don't wait week if you're having issues. Don't wait weeks or months or years, uh, but to get in so you can keep your bladder healthy and functioning. Yeah, it's you may think, oh, I used to go in five times a night and this is fine, but it's might be fine until it's not, and then if you can't go at all, and then that's more of an emergency, and you can cause real damage to your kidneys because things get blocked up, mm-hmm. and your body also needs to be able to get rid of this waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and so definitely worth looking into. And, and sometimes it's worth considering, okay, I'm getting by or maybe medication's doing it. But at some times you might want to consider a procedure like a TERP or um, they, they've even, I think, come up with some newer options. A transurethral resection of the prostate where we remove some of the prostate to help you urinate easier and 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 because if you wait too long and you can't pee then it's either surgery or a catheter mm-hmm. and um and and sometimes that's what we have to do and and sometimes men have catheters all the time or they self-cath and they put one in and out and and that can be fu- 
fine. I mean, some people get by just just fine that way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it may sound bad to some people. I see Bob shaking his head here. (laughs) (laughs) But... you know, it, it uh, sometimes we, we do what you got to do, and, and it becomes more routine and normal, and mm-hmm. and uh, and can be uh, a blessing, I guess, compared to the alternative. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like we have this conversation somewhat frequently, but we are perhaps embarrassed or just don't just don't want to deal with it, you know, to yeah. go in. But it is always best to just go in, bring it up deal with it right Right, yeah and don't let it linger on and perhaps become worse so yeah yeah. um what should we do if having a recurring urinary tract infection yeah well then there's probably something going on in 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 of course we were talking to enlarged prostate maybe that's part of the reason Mm -hmm. certainly for for women uh that can be an issue and that might be nothing they can do about it, but there might be something they can do about it. Um, and uh, it's worth talking to their their primary physician or OB-GYN. Um, uh, sometimes there's some estro- local estrogen treatments that can be helpful to help make that tissue more um, robust and less easily contributing to a, a urinary tract infection. Um, once again, maybe it's kidney stones, maybe it's blood in the ear, maybe it's something irritating it. Um, th- the, um, the other thing I'd, I'd consider is, boy, I completely lost my slot. Lost your train of that. That's yeah. all right. What was That's the question right. again? The urine, what, um, what you should do if you have a recurring urinary tract infection? Yeah. Well, certainly get it checked out because you don't want it to become more of an issue. Now, sometimes we end up doing, uh, even an antibiotic regularly mm. to help mm-hmm. stay on top of it, but then we can have issues with where you, it gets resistant to these antibiotics. And, and there's some situations where we call it asymptomatic bacteriuria, mm-hmm. where um, there might be some sort of bug kind of colonized, as we call it, chronically there. And it might not really be causing much of an issue, and we might want to leave it alone. So that way, if it does grow too much, we can still use an antibiotic on it. Mm-hmm. And so it, we do know more and more now that in like in a nursing home setting um, for that population and just because of the age and issues, um, some of them might chronically be colonized and we don't necessarily want to keep chasing chasing our tail with an antibiotic and causing a bigger issue. Mm-hmm. And so usually with those situations, we actually wait till there's signs of a urinary tract infection or signs of an issue before we want to treat it now we also maybe could get some benefit from probiotics um that can that can be helpful too um and so there's 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 different things that can that could be done to perhaps help and it'd be worth looking into it um if if a woman is having some pelvic floor issues um and or having a rectocele or um or 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 a cystocele where maybe their bladder is starting to fall down some or or uh, and that those can increase your risk of a urinary tract infection so if you can have something done about that that might take care of it okay yeah i think i recently asked andrew i i've been hearing a lot about um pelvic floor therapy and um how important that is i was like do men have to think about these muscles and all that too and, and we do yep, yeah they do um, mm-hmm. our physical therapists can work with them too at the clinic men and women mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but it seems like maybe i'm just more aware of it but it seems like there is um, more information and more resources available to help women too if they're having 
uh, different issues with having to go often or not being able or having leaking issues and and things like that so definitely worth asking those questions and seeing what resources there are available absolutely yeah we did have a question come in um matt this person says they're having frequent urination during the night um for them that's about two to three times a night does that mean there could be something wrong you know two to three times seems you know it's on the lower side of frequent i'd say uh i would advise just coming in and getting checked out go into your primary care provider because there's no harm in that and there could be harm in this frequency of, of urination so getting a fuller picture a fuller story uh i think would be incredibly beneficial just to not only reassure yourself but uh, catch anything if there is is if there is something wrong mm-hmm. yeah that c- it's kind of up to the person it, you know for some men that may, it might be no big deal and i wouldn't want to do anything about it and it, or change anything and and for some men it might be worth taking a medicine every night and then they can sleep through the night perhaps if if, if, if it is a prostate issue um interestingly sometimes it's sleep apnea Mm-hmm. Um, because sleep apnea can wake a person up uh, multiple hundreds, even sometimes a night without them knowing it. And so some of those times you've woken up, your body's woken up, and then now you think, I got to go to the bathroom. And so sometimes that uh, CPAP machine or a treatment for sleep apnea takes care of the frequent urination at night. Sure, yeah. And and it could be if you're drinking a liter of water right yeah. before you go to bed, you know, you might want to cut down on that because you're going to wake yourself up and go to the bathroom a couple of times a night. So, yeah. And alcohol. Yeah. yeah. And smoking. Okay. Uh, tobacco and, and caffeine mm-hmm. can irritate the bladder and make you go more often. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is it normal? I'm using those air quotes. Normal uh, to have to go to the bathroom more often as we age it's not necessarily it's common okay yes all right yeah and with all the factors we listed above and of course medications too i mean mm-hmm. you might have a heart issue or an issue where you need to be on a water pill or a blood pressure medication that makes you urinate a little more often or very often too mm-hmm. and and so some you know f- typically will take those fluid pills in the mornings mm-hmm. but that sometimes we need them throughout the day and then that can make you go more often have to be stay closer to the to the bathroom mm-hmm. all right well it's time for us to go to our final break we thank you for listening to prairie doc radio on kbrk and on our podcast call us now at 605-692-1430 with any medical questions you would like us to address 605-692-1430. We will return following this informative message from the Avera Medical Group. Shingles, also called herpes zoster, is a painful rash disease. Shingles can lead to severe nerve pain called postherpetic neuralgia that can last for months or years after the rash goes away. Shingles is caused by the varicella zoster virus, the same virus that causes chickenpox. If you've had chickenpox, you can get shingles. Almost one out of three people in the United States will develop shingles in their lifetime. You can get shingles at any age, but it's more common in older adults. Older adults also are more likely to have severe disease. 
The Center for Disease Control recommends that people age 50 and older get the shingles vaccine called Shingrex. Set an appointment to discuss shingles with your provider at the Avera Medical Group, Brookings. Welcome back to Prairie Doc Radio. I'm Laura Ellsworth, and Prairie Doc physician Andrew Ellsworth is here, and as well as medical student Matt Billion to answer our medical questions. We have just a few minutes left. If you'd like to give us a call, we can answer your questions at 605-692-1430. This week in the Prairie Doc world, we are revisiting a show from earlier this season on men's health and focusing on some urology issues. Uh, Dr. Ellsworth, do you want to tell us a little bit about that show and who um, we had on that show? Yes. You might know better than me. (laughs) But it was uh, Dr. Um, uh, Toom from uh, urology specialist in Sioux Falls, Dr. Dennis Toom and Dr. Nicholas Hopson from Monument Health, the Rapid City Clinic. And um, and I thought we had covered a lot of good stuff on that show. So if, um, that was from last November, yes, was it? Yes, yep. Yeah. Um, Lots of great information about there about some of the options. You know, right. I think we're so lucky to live today, and yeah. we have options. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes the options are medical options. Sometimes there's surgery. Sometimes there's just wait and let it be, you know. So I feel like that show did a great job of covering a lot of the options and the, and some of the newer options that are available to us now, too, with medical advances. So. Absolutely. I wanted to mention one other cause of urinary frequency, and this is when I'd lost my train of thought, oh, is, yes. mm-hmm. is a stricture. And so that's something where the urethra or, or outlet tract there uh, can have like scarring on it. And then that can make you go more frequency or cause pain. Um, more often, you would have that if you've had surgery in the past or had to have a catheter in the past. Um, but they can just happen too. And so that's something where, geez, then they can, it's a just a, quick little plumbing issue they can do something about it and make it better again okay so mm-hmm. all right one of the things i appreciate about um that show that's going to be on thursday night was learning about the his how important having a history of a patient's psa level is um i thought there was a great discussion on there about having those regular psa level checks probably as part of your um, routine exams so that if there is an elevated result, you have something to compare it to. Yeah, if someone's PSA, you know, no, quote unquote normal, we think of zero to four. And maybe we should step back and say, what is the PSA? Thank what you. Are, yeah, what yeah the prostate-specific antigen put off by the prostate naturally does increase as men get older because the prostate naturally gets bigger and puts out more of this antigen. We can use it as a screening for prostate cancer, because the the prostate cancer can make make the prostate and put in and the cancer can put out more of this antigen in the blood. Um, it's certainly not a perfect test. It can spike for various reasons that are nothing to worry about or a large bowel movement perhaps even. Um, and it naturally does increase. And you can have cancer even if the PSA is normal. It's not a perfect indicator by any means, but it is helpful sometimes to watch the trend with it. Mm-hmm. So if you're normally been in the twos and it goes to four it's like hmm that doubled you know four is not 
all that high, but that's kind of where we kind of caught off sometimes where we think, oh, what's going on here? And so then you usually will want to check it again and maybe a little more closely to see what the trend is here. And maybe next time it's two again and two from for several years. And, and so maybe that was just a blip mm-hmm. or maybe that was something more. And, and then we want to look into it more. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's debate on whether a person should even have prostate cancer screening and and I think we've covered this enough, but it's it's a good discussion. Um, the 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 screening of these PSAs can can lead to biopsies and worry when actually maybe there's no cancer at all, mm-hmm. um, or that can lead to complications. Or maybe if if there is a cancer, we could have left it alone and it would have never caused an issue. But instead, we did surgery, and now that caused impotence or erectile dysfunction or urinary tract infections or other issues. So. Um, it's, it's, it's worth a discussion with your doctor and to think about what, what, what you want to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Matt, any final comments before we wrap up today on, on these topics we've been talking about today? Um, you know, I don't, I can't think of anything specific to add. I'd just like to thank all of you for having me on today. So yeah, appreciate you it. You did a great job jumping right in. Excellent thank work. you for, being, for being, here being here, sharing your knowledge with all of us. Mm-hmm. Andrew, anything else before we wrap up? That's all I got. All right. Well, before we go, please be sure to tune in to South Dakota Public Broadcasting Television and the Prairie Doc Facebook page for On Call with the Prairie Doc most Thursdays starting at 7 p.m. Central. This week on Thursday, March 2nd, we will have an encore episode on men's health. Prairie Doc host Andrew Ellsworth discusses men's health with Dr. Dennis Toom from Urology Specialist Sioux Falls and Dr. Nicholas Hobson from Monument Health Rapid City Clinic. So tune in tomorrow night on SDPB television or look for this episode on the Prairie Doc YouTube channel or Facebook page. We hope you've enjoyed our Prairie Doc radio program and will listen again for Prairie Doc on KBRK. Brought to you by the Avera Medical Group Brookings. Please follow the Prairie Doc on Facebook and YouTube. For free and easy access to the entire Prairie Doc library, visit www.prairiedoc.org and look for Prairie Doc wherever you find your podcast. My thanks to Dr. Andrew Ellsworth and Matt Billion for joining us today. And as Dr. Holm would say, stay healthy out there, people. <laughs>